in addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Julian Gibb, and I'm co-hosting this radio show entitled The Kingdom and Its Stories. So as Christians, we are called to go and evangelize, but also to disciple, to preach the word, but also to preach it through acts of love, to be Jesus's hands and feet. And today we are blessed to have Reverend Anita from India. So Reverend Anita, welcome to the show. Thank you for this warm welcome. So uh, Reverend, whereabouts in India are you? Uh, I am placed in uh, Ahmedabad, Gujarat, the west of India. Wonderful. And tell me, what is it that you and your husband do there? Uh, we both are pastors in a church, Church of North India. Uh, my husband is a presbyter in charge and I'm associate with him. And uh, mainly I'm in charge of uh, our diocesan counseling center. I'm the director of the counseling center there in Ahmedabad. Wonderful. And so how, how does this counseling center work? Do, um, do, do people uh, come by to your office or do they, do they call you on the phone? Uh, they call on the phone and take appointments and some of them just walk in and uh, some of them are brought in. But uh, yes, they are there and we are there to uh, be with them and give them the benefit of uh, counseling. Uh, and what are the main, <clears throat> as we're not using names or speaking of, of individuals, um, what are the main problems that people come to you with? What are, what are they struggling with? Um, till March, I think I would have said uh, it is a marriage and issues. But after March, after Corona, after pandemic, I should say it is depression and suicidal um, contemplation. It is that which is on top of the list on date. I see. And so, uh, so re- relational problems prior to COVID and, uh, and now COVID has just brought in this whole heavy darkness upon people and there's a, a higher depression. Yes, indeed. And so what, what is it that you can offer them? What, what solutions do you have to, the, to these big problems? Uh, I would say it's not the solution. I would just say that it is a healing that they receive when they come for counseling. Uh, So we don't offer any solutions for any problems, uh, but we do offer uh, healing, which comes from Jesus. And this is what we have to offer to people who come. Uh, And so how, uh, how how can Jesus help? Uh, What I mean by that is, Someone's having difficulties uh, in, their, in their marriage, in their relationships, or uh, somebody is just feeling depressed. You know, COVID uh, is upon us and the possibility of death, the realization of our uh, mortality. 
um, is, is very present with us, particularly those in the older age group. Uh, and so um, w- w- what can Jesus do for them in this situation? Well, uh, when I go to uh, life of Jesus, I think he has uh, uh, healing for any kind of problem. And uh, especially so uh, when people are depressed uh, and uh, thinking about mortality, thinking about death, uh, especially at this uh, time of pandemic and uh, uh, being infected by Corona, the very first thought which uh, comes to their mind is, am I going to die? Is death very close to me? This is what they are thinking. And many of them are phobic. Many of them are afraid. And uh, so uh, Jesus, the name itself has a healing uh, in itself. Number one, I would also go on to say that Jesus and the words which he has uh, spoken to people uh, has made a difference. Like he, he has said that I am the resurrection and life. And he has also said in John chapter uh, 11 and 25, he says that the one who dies and still believes in Jesus, he lives for eternity. So the eternal life kind of a thing makes them to think that, oh, this is not the end of my life. I'm going to live more to eternity if I believe in Jesus. So this gives them a hope. This gives them a uh, a, a thing to look forward that this is not the end. So I, I am going to live to eternity if I believe in Jesus. So this is what gives them a healing touch. And does uh, Jesus' healing touch speak into their their lives here and now? What I mean by that is, you know, uh, as Christians, we're all looking forward uh, to the return of Christ, to uh, the afterlife. Um, but what about the here and now? Does it does it uh, does it give people strength to tackle the issues that they're facing today? Indeed, uh, when I talk about Jesus and number of people he has healed in his lifetime, uh, that itself gives us a hope that even today. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus is the same. And it's the same Jesus who touched many years ago people and healed them. Uh, Today also he has the same authority, same power. And today also people are able to, uh, you know, receive healing. Uh, in the name of Jesus, when somebody prays for them, when somebody reads a word from, for them in uh, from the Bible, and especially so, I would say that if me and you become the hands and legs of Jesus and the eyes and ears of Jesus, there is healing uh, which is received by people. Uh, now, now, Reverend Peter, when when uh, when you speak, you speak very pleasantly. But then when you speak of Jesus, your, your mouth lifts up and your eyes start to sparkle. So why, why is Jesus so important to you? How, why, what, how, where do you get this joy from? Suddenly you're speaking very pleasantly, but then this huge wave of joy shines out of your eyes. So uh, why does Jesus give you this joy? It is this Jesus who has transformed my life. And, uh, you know, it's this Jesus whom I met uh, when I was in 10th grade. I was born in a Christian family, but I met Jesus very personally, you know, giving my heart and life and soul 
uh, to him and he has transformed my life. And that's the spark which you see in my eyes when I say, uh, talk to you about Jesus. Wonderful. And uh, so, you know, in, uh, in England and in America, most people in their teenage years um, tend to, well, mess their lives up. You know, <laughs> you know we, we, we uh, tend to uh, walk away from Jesus. So what brought you to him? I think there were many failures in my life when uh, I was going through failures in my life. Um, that's the time, you know, there was a big blow. And uh, it was an eye opener for me that uh, I have somebody whom I can depend upon. I have somebody who can lift me up from my fallen state. And that's the thing which, uh, you know, which really uh, brought me to Jesus and uh, brought transformation in my life. Well, amen. Amen. And it's wonderful to see the joy come out through you. Now, with your counseling center, um, you, you were saying that when people call, uh, one of the main things that you do is simply listen to them, uh, hear what it is they have to say and to, and to release the, uh, the hurt and the concern, the anxiety that is, is within them. Um, does this, uh, but you've also said that during this time you speak of Jesus Christ, you know, that uh, Reverend Anita, uh, as gifted as she is, can only help them so far uh, and that the true healing comes from from Jesus Christ. So how how do people that call your counselling centre, how do they respond to this? People who call uh, the counselling centre now during the pandemic, they call on phone and uh, mostly it is a telephonic counselling that uh, we are into because of uh, Corona. Uh, But then when they call up, Uh, We have a a listening ear to listen to them. And not only that, uh, we give them the words from the Bible, which uh, Lord Jesus himself has spoken of healing, of hope, and uh, of things that we can depend upon. Uh, It is God whom we can depend upon. And not only that, we also have designed therapies in counseling center, which uses uh, the biblical verses. So this gives them uh, a booster to um, come up, rise up from where they have, uh, they are in, which the state which they are in, they rise up uh, when they listen to this. And do people call, do they call between uh, nine o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the afternoon? Is there a time where they, they can call or when, when can they call you? Thank you for this uh, question. Uh, I should tell you that uh, people uh, call in when they feel the need, when they feel the urge. You know, sometimes people even call at 1030 in the night and early morning uh, at one o'clock. So they call, you know, some of them are urged to call because they feel um, that they have to die. Uh, I'm not going to live anymore. Uh, I'm feeling suicidal. I can't live anymore. Uh, I'm going to end my life. You know, that's the time they uh, feel the trigger. Some of them have even said that uh, we have heard voice uh, to call somebody. And uh, this number or this name came into my our mind and we have called. Amen. Amen. And um, so you have uh, phone calls. 
in the middle of the night. Um, you know, you work in the day. Uh, my question to you is, is Reverend, how how do you keep going? Um, so, you know, you, I know you, you work with your husband through the day, you know, uh, no doubt, like me, like anyone over the age of 20, <laughs> I quickly. And um, how, how do you keep going? Because you know, these aren't light topics, you know, these aren't sort of um, things of uh, trivial matters. Uh, people walking in your door, you know, uh, oh, I've got an ingrowing toenail or, or you know, so, something trivial. This is real life changing potentially life ending situations how do you keep going reverend how how do you have the physical and the mental and the spiritual power to continue i should say that uh, this uh, spiritual or uh, mental or physical power i receive only from jesus whom i depend upon it is only his grace it is only his grace that keeps us going, keeps me going in this ministry. And it is that thought uh, which, you know, um, Dr. Bob keeps saying that if you were Jesus, what would you have done? You know, you know, if, if, if it was Jesus, wouldn't he have just got up and uh, listened to somebody? Uh, got up and uh, say somebody uh, say something to somebody that they are out of this suicidal uh, thought. You know, this also keeps me going and gives us special energy and the power, uh, and that's simply because of grace that comes from above. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, and challenging to all of us, but also very encouraging. And if you just tuned in, you're listening to the and its stories. My name is Julian Gibb. I'm co-host with Bob Moffat from Harvest Foundation and we're blessed to have Reverend Anita with us here today. And Reverend Anita and her husband, Julius, have a counselling in India where anyone can call and seek help, which is particularly important through these challenging times. So Reverend Anita, how, how responsive are the people who, who call you? How responsive are they to hearing about Jesus Christ? Most of them, uh, are, you know, they are uh, more than willing to hear this name, Jesus. And uh, they are more than accepting uh, this name of Jesus and also the hope that uh, Jesus gives. So they are, they, they are more receptive, I should say. Wonderful. You know, because I was, I was just thinking to myself, uh, in, in India there are... Um, and a number of religions there, uh, and a number of ancient uh, customs and, and, and traditions, lots of uh, other, uh, as I say, religions, lots of secular self-help organizations. Uh, often Christianity is associated with people like uh, white people coming from England or, or wherever, so it, you know, it can be perceived as a, a foreign religion. Well, it is foreign, it's from uh, another kingdom, you know, but foreign uh as in it's this is a western religion you know uh the fact that jesus was from the the middle east but but we don't want anything to do with that um how do you overcome these uh these thoughts these misconceptions there are a lot of misconception even today um uh, in india also uh like you said with there are so many religions believing in so many other gods also. Uh, but then 
um, yes, with all the um, um, all that which is going on, you know, to stop believing in Jesus, but still, uh, you know, there is something which reaches out to people. It is a healing. It is the experience. It is not just a religion. I say Jesus and Christianity is not just a religion, but it is a relationship that we have uh, with Jesus who is above. And this is what makes people uh, more attracted, I would say, or more receptive. What would you say are the main spiritual challenges in, uh, in your city? Uh, what are the main spiritual challenges that are uh, against the word of God, against you? Um, there are spiritual challenges uh, which are there right now uh, because there are more people who are fanatics, I would say, more um, staunch to their beliefs. And uh, so they would see this as an anti-conversion, uh, the anti-conversion bill also uh, is functional in place where I live. Uh, that means to say that, you know, you're not allowed to convert so this is not that we are converting, but then uh, this is there as a spiritual challenge. So I would say that uh, there are people who think that uh, Christianity or Christians would convert through various means, various methods. But this is a challenge again, spiritual challenge uh, for us. But there are also uh, strongholds, I would say. That's also a spiritual challenge because there are so many things happening in and around the city where I live, uh, which is also a spiritual uh, challenge, I would say. And Reverend, how, how has um, your service to Jesus Christ, being Jesus's hands and feet, reaching out to not just a select few, but anyone who, who walks through your doors, anyone who picks up the phone, how has this service changed you? The service to people um, has brought joy to me, number one. And uh, I would go on, to, uh, go on to say how it has changed me. It has made me more humble uh, because that it is not me, but it is my dependence, uh, dependence on, the, uh, on Lord Jesus Christ. It is not me, but it is Jesus who does the transformation in lives of people uh, and to depend on God more and more, you know, you never know uh, what kind of a problem people are going to come to you with, come to me with. I never know that. So I don't, I don't have any agenda or any kind of a thing which is already prepared, but uh, people just come in with their own problem and it is the Holy Spirit, it is the Lord Jesus and his spirit that guides to give the right words and uh, to give the right things to people so they will receive healing. Uh, so this is what I have learned that the Lord has taught me humility. The Lord has taught me that I depend on him. It is he who is doing and it is not me. So this is uh, uh, becoming hands and feet of Jesus. It is not me, but it is Jesus uh, who works in the lives of people. And that leads me well into the next question, Reverend, uh, because people who may be listening, uh, people like me may be uh, listening to you, Reverend, and saying, you know, well, God has clearly called Reverend Anita 
she has been gifted with certain gifts and powers. And I, I don't know, there's just something about her. She's sort of some sort of spiritual superhero. You know, she, she's been gifted to do these things, but not me. You know, not me. I There's nothing that I, I haven't got that sort of dynamism or that strength or that, that get up and go energy. I, I haven't got the gifts. I have nothing to offer. What would you say to those people who think that way? Who are listening? I think uh, that uh, uh, God has gifted each and every human being because we are uh, each one is made in the image of God. That is what uh, it is said in Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27, that each one is made in the image of God. So if you're made in the image of God, then it is to say that each one has the hands and feet of Jesus. So each one is gifted. Gifted to listen to somebody, gifted to say a kind word to somebody, gifted to even smile or gifted to even speak one word and make a difference to life of people. So I would say that each and every one is gifted one, one way or the other. I may be gifted in one way, but uh, others may be gifted in another way. But definitely so. Each one is gifted. Each one can reach out because each of us have the hands and feet of Jesus. Oh, well, it looks like I'm going to have to find another excuse then. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's very encouraging because, you know, often we can think that, um, you know, we have to do something earth shattering instantly in order to make a difference. And often it can simply be reaching out to your neighbor, um, you know, taking in their garbage cans or just just starting conversations, just constant acts of love, acts of grace and just reaching out to people. And we can all do that. And of course, the power of prayer, of, of, of being at home uh, and praying for those people. If we can't go out because of COVID, the power of prayer is indeed uh, powerful and effective. But Reverend, you also. Um, Prior to COVID, you were teaching uh, uh, people about Jesus's word and uh, word leads into action. So through the Samaritan strategy course, I believe. So can you tell us about how um, the effects, the changes within people that you have seen when they have taken this course? Um. I'm I'm very glad and privileged to be a part of uh, uh, Harvest Foundation and uh, teaching in the Samaritan strategy uh, has made a difference to me in my life, I would say, uh, because whatever I used to do, um, more than that, the Lord is leading me to do more. Uh, that means to say that uh, to teach that with experience, uh, it has led people also to do something, even little things, even more things, to look at uh, lives of people, you know, the seed project mainly, uh, which people have taken up um, prior to COVID and also uh, were inspired during the time of COVID because of uh, uh, becoming hands and feet of Jesus, uh, which we te teach in uh, uh, Samaritan strategy. So this has helped people to reach out. There were so many migrants going from one place to another during this COVID. You know, they were inspired by this and uh, some of them made food and gave to them. Some of them gave even the clothing. Some of them even uh, uh, gave some uh, food items uh, so that they could carry in their 
carry uh, to wherever the place they are traveling. Uh, so a lot of things during COVID was inspired by the Samaritan strategy, the teaching of uh, um, seed project and things like that. So it has made a difference in the lives of people. Wonderful. And, uh, and very quickly, those, the people who uh, have been helping, have you seen transformations in their lives, those who have been reaching out? Have they changed in the ways that you have changed? Oh, yes. Uh, we have seen them. You know, uh, people used to do for the sake of doing, you know, church has given them the program and so they do it. But after Samaritan strategy, they are doing it not because they are told to do, but they're doing it because they love. The discipline of love, you know, as may urge them uh, to do this. You know, I do this because I love them. That's wonderful. Because there is love of Jesus in me. That's why I'm doing. Not, not because somebody's saying that I'm doing. So I see the difference in people uh, when I uh, look at them. Yes. Well, friends, this is the kingdom and its stories. Thank you for joining us and have a wonderful, blessed week. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on the Kingdom and its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.